Uh, let's take our Bibles and turn together as we look into the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Good to be in the Lord's house this morning. And good to see everybody with us. I tell you, I'm thankful that we're able to come back and worship the Lord. And I know the devil's try to fight us, but we know that God is greater. And we know that God has a great purpose and plan for us here at Waynesville. And you are a part of that plan. And we need to let God have his will and his way. And God will take care of everything if we put our trust into him. Sometimes we fret and worry, but our trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. He plans and helps us throughout the day. And I'm going to talk about something very important. Who are you filled with? Who are you filled with? Now, when I said that, I started to put what are you filled with, but I said, no, I'm going to put who are you filled with. I hope and pray that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. I hope today that you've been washed by the blood, born again, bought with the, with the precious blood of Christ. I pray today that Christ came and did a great work in you. Heaven came down and glory filled our soul. And I pray today that you know Jesus as your Savior. And if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, you're missing the greatest blessing to ever been known to man. It's to have a personal relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who hung the moon and stars who redeemed man, who made man, who all the beauty that we see created all of this. But the greatest work that he ever did when Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again so that you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. And I pray today that you realize that you're not full of, your, full of yourself. If you are, you're going to be disappointed. We need to be full of the Spirit of God that God would minister and work in us. And I tell you, God wants to. God is willing and able. But we won't let God have his way. You say, Brother Rain, I would. I, I've heard people say this a lot to me. I almost shouted in church this morning. And I say, why didn't you? I almost said amen. Well, why didn't you? Well, we, just can't, we don't want to disturb nobody. I tell you, we've got to think about Jesus. And the fact is, we're to glorify him. That's why God saved us, not to worry about somebody else's feelings is when it comes to worship. How many times do you worry about your feelings at a ball game? Well, I tell you, we, we had a good game the night, Monday, had a couple games. And I tell you, Sister Bobby got so excited when Brian got up there hit, and she was so excited. That was her man. And he made a great catch and turned about five somersaults. And she looked around like... But I'm here to say that we need to brag on Jesus and uplift him. The Bible said, if I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And that's what we need to do. And that didn't cost you nothing. That's free. Who are you filled with? Well, let's look this morning at Ephesians chapter 5 as, as we look. And then after I read this scripture, we're going to do a little song, that we, a little thing that we're going to do to kind of go along with this. But Ephesians 5, let's stand as we read this, if you will. In honor of reading, God's holy. M many years ago, God dealt with me about standing when we read the Word of God because he said people stand for a judge when he walks in. And how much more important is the Word of God? So Ephesians 5, 17, 21. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Sound like a bunch of crazy people. Amen. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another. Where? In the fear of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and grace and mercy. Thank you for this singing. Thank you, Lord, for the uplifting of voices this morning. Thank you, God, to be in one mind and one accord. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in the heart of the believer. 
Father, we're never alone, but God, you're working and ministering in us today. I pray today that you'll do a mighty work in this time of preaching. I pray that somebody that don't know you would come to know you. I pray that somebody that's wandered away would come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray today that we'll realize the goodness and the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray today that we'll not worry about the past, but think about today and what the future holds for us today. I pray today that our mind and heart would be focused on Jesus Christ. That, Father, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And, Father, there's no other way but Jesus Christ. I pray that you'll have your way in this service. I pray you'll minister and you would bless in Jesus' name that we ask. Amen. Maybe see. Now, we're going to do a little, one of verse, a little thing. Of, and this, this is very important because it kind of goes with what I'm saying. Pay close attention to what we're singing. I don't know if I can leave this or not. Y'all sing with me. Brethren, we have met to worship and adore the Lord our God. Will you pray with all your power while we try to preach the word? Now, right here. All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Brethren, pray and holy manna will be showered all around that's why we've gathered today brethren we've gathered to worship today all is vain unless the spirit of the holy one comes down you see i don't care how we dress or how we look we want god's presence to move in a mighty way we want god to do a work that only god can do we want to, we want and you say we want to be excited we want more than excitement we want the presence of the holy spirit of god to touch your hearts. And by the way, let me say this. You think, well, when we come to church, we can feel His presence. But when you got saved, you were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And He's living on the inside of you. And we, we sometimes neglect to realize that, but He is living in us. And He's having His way in us. I pray that He's having His way. We want to look this morning at some points about this, about the fact of uh, who you feel with. Number one, there is the inspiration. There is an inspiration. And you know what that inspiration is who the Spirit of God is. And by the way, I've, I've preached this many times. The Spirit's not a speaker. It's not a pulpit. It's not a desk or bench or, or table. The Spirit is Jesus Christ living in us. Look at John 14, 26, the inspiration. But Now notice these key words. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Look at the next word. It said, He. It didn't say it. It said, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. And whatsoever I've said unto you, know today that He's living within the heart of the believer. Know today that He's walking and talking in you. Know today that we need God to speak to us more than we ever have before. And let me say that when God speaks to us, know this to be true, that when you represent the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that you live. I'm going to tell you, God's not going to have us to go cuss people out and carry on the things of this world and drink and carry on and live together and carry all kinds of things on because He is a holy God and He is living on the inside of us today. You say, Brother Randy, that belongs in the holiness church. We all need to be holy. The Bible said, be holy for I am holy. And God wants us to be like Jesus Christ. I tell you, we carry Him places that He don't want to go because He's living on the inside. We say things that he, we shouldn't say because we represent Jesus Christ. You say, Brother Randy, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. Be careful. You might not have very much left, so be careful. But know that we ought to speak and talk and walk the way God would have us to. To know that when we've been born again in Jesus Christ, we become a new creature in Jesus Christ. That we're not like we used to be. 
that we're different today. Something's radically wrong or actually something's right with us because Jesus is living on the inside. He said in that scripture, in that verse number 18, he said to be you filled with the Spirit. And I don't mean every once in a while. It means continually filled. It means that we need God to fill us. I don't know what kind of car you got, but it takes gas all the time, right? That's how we need to keep be filling with the Spirit of God. We need God to fill us. You don't need to be saved over and over again. There's one salvation, there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. But we need God to continue to fill us. We need to feel the presence of God. We need to know that He's real. And I'm here to tell you, if you only feel His presence at the house of God, something's wrong with you today. You should feel His presence everywhere that you go. We should represent Jesus Christ at a ball field, at, at shopping, or wherever you may go. You should represent Christ. Because we belong to Jesus Christ. See, a lot of folks think getting saved about us going to heaven. That's true. But it's about heaven coming and getting in us. It's about God doing a mighty work in us that only God can do. That the Spirit of God wants to work. Now let's look at the other scripture in, in 2 Peter. It says this, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You know who penned this word right here? The Spirit of God. The Word of God by God's Spirit. When we read the Bible, it ain't a bunch of nonsense. It's what God said. And I tell you today, we need to understand what God said. And the way you understand it is by knowing who God is today. Amen. Brother Randy, I just can't understand the Word. Well, first of all, you've got to know the author before you can ever understand the Word of God. We've got to have a personal relationship. And I'm going to tell you, the, you know, I heard a man say one time, it's not what I don't understand that bothers me about the Bible. It's what we do understand. Understand today that we've got to understand that God spoke this word into existence. And we have the word of God. And we need God's word to do a work in us. It ain't about the preacher saving me. Preacher can't save you. It's the spirit of God working in your heart. It's God doing something that only God can do. I'm here to tell you, he's able to forgive. He's able to heal. He's able to cleanse. He's able to save us from the very uttermost. Know today that God's real and his word is true today. But Brother Reed, I love God, but I, just, I don't know about his word. I'm going to tell you, you better know the Word of God because it needs to be inside of you. God needs to speak to us more than we ever have before. We'll read a newspaper. We'll get online and read all kinds of stuff on the Internet. But we need to get in God's Word. It's relevant for the day and time that we live. This is not a book of suggestions. This is God's command that we do what thus saith the Lord. And I love singing. I love to sing and play. In fact, I'm a person. You don't have to beg me to sing. You have to beg me to stop. Amen. That's how I am. But I'm here to tell you, we need more of God's Word. We need to preach the Word of God. And the church will be built upon the Word of Jesus Christ. Not on some kind of tricks or not some kind of schemes that we have, but by the Spirit of God. And if God's Spirit can't do it, it will never be done. Because it's by the Spirit of God. We need the inspiration of Jesus Christ. He inspires us. He helps us. You say, Brother Randy, I just can't read the Word. And I can't get nothing out of it. Ask God to help you read His Word. And He'll speak to you. You want God to speak to you, get in His Word. And let God speak to you. I'm here to tell you that we need more inspiration in the day and time that we live. We need to be inspired. And everybody said, we, we get inspired by athletes and politicians. Lord help us, Amen. We're inspired, inspired by who Jesus Christ is. And the book above all books, the Word of God. This is the most important book that you'll ever know in life. Is this is the Word of God. That this Word does not lie. This Word will work in us. It don't need to be rewrote. It needs, it needs to be reread. We need to get in God's Word that God begin in us. And today you say, Brother Rain, you said some bad things about me. I'm just telling you what the Lord said. I've always been this way about preaching. If I offend you of myself, I will apologize. 
But if this word offends you against you, there is no apology. Because this is what God said. And we need to realize that God's word is true. We don't come here to be petted and groomed. This is not a pet house, a, a, a pet shop. This is a place that we come and hear the word of God. Well, Brother Rain, I want my ears to be tickled. Well, we've come to the wrong place. We want God to speak to us. You say, Brother Rain, I don't want somebody telling me I'm wrong. That's what God's Spirit does. You see, if we listen to God's Spirit, He will lead us in the right direction. But we don't want to hear. And that's why a lot of people don't like preaching, by the way. Let's sing. Let's, let's just get in that. But we don't hear the Word of God. We don't want to go to Sunday school. And by the way, Sunday school is very important. We all need to be in Sunday school. We need to learn more about God's Word. We need God's Word in us. So there needs, there needs to be an inspiration today that only can be found. But not only do there, there needs to be an inspiration, but there needs to be an inhabitation. Oh, I like this. See, one, one fellow, he was praising the Lord. Somebody said, it's beside me uh, how you carry on for the Lord. And he said, mister, when it quits getting beside you and inside of you, you'll know why the way I act the way that I do. I'm going to say that we need God's Spirit to be in us that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, that we become conquerors through Jesus Christ, that we are more than conquerors, the Bible said. You know why? Because God can take an ordinary person and do extraordinary things out of them. Ain't that great to know that it's not about me? Preaching's not about me. Playing and singing's not about me. I just got to live for Jesus Christ. And he'll take me and use me. I tell you, years ago, I said, God, I don't know if I could do something for you. And he reminded me that he took the old donkey of Balaam's and done something with it. If he can use Balaam's donkey, he can use me and you. Amen. We can at least get a holy grunt out of you. Amen. God is able to work in our lives. That Spirit of God working in us. Inhabitation. See, God don't just want to get beside us. He wants to get inside of us and be led by the Spirit of God. Your thoughts need to be what God would be. Your, your voice needs to be what God would be. Your feet needs to go where God leads you to go. You know why? Because we're inspired by him. We're inhabited. He just, just don't want to get beside us. He wants to get inside of us. Yes, yes. See, understand this very carefully. Listen. Salvation is not an outside job. It's an inside job. Amen. I've heard people say, ah, some of these people, the way they look and their tattoos and, and earrings and things these people wear today, they need to change. Well, folks, they will never change until the Spirit of God gets on the inside. Until God does something on the inside, then the outside will change. But until God does a work and it's an inside job of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God can deal with the heart more than me and you. I learned a long time ago, God's only called me to preach. He ain't called me to be a judge. He ain't called me to be, convict somebody. He's called me to preach the Word of God. And that Spirit of God will change people. It'll touch your heart and draw you down. I love to see people when they get under conviction. And sometimes you'll see them do this. They'll, they'll let go. If I tell you, let go and let God. You want to be blessed today? You want God to do something in your life? You want to have a life that you've never had before? Give it all to Jesus Christ. He's able to take the filth of this world and, and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. The world has said there's no hope in you. But Jesus said there is hope in you because I am Jesus Christ and I am the light of the world. And in this darkness today, He is the light of the world. And I want you to know that we need inhabitation. We need God living on the inside. We drive down the road and turn that GPS in 40 feet, turn to the left. Go down there. No, nope, turn around. You know. And we'll listen to somebody telling us that. But then God will speak to us. We say, we ain't got time to listen to you. But he's a creator. He's the one and he knows what tomorrow holds. How many of us know what's going to happen tomorrow? Nobody. But God does. So therefore, we ought to let God speak to us. Say, God, what would you have me to do? And God can sometimes do the impossible. Amen. 
Well, uh, he, he, there's no way, Brother Randy. That's why they said about a woman by the name of Mary. There ain't no way she could have a baby. She don't know man. But she was overcome. The Bible said the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost of God overcame her and overshadowed her. And she become more, more Jesus Christ. Didn't know man, but by the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost of God. He did a mighty work. I tell you, sometimes God can do those impossible things. Amen. They say, I got somebody I've been praying for. They'll never get saved. They will if they know Jesus Christ. They will if you let Christ have his way. I'll give you another example. Nobody thought would ever happen. Arlene married me. Amen. <laughs> Ain't that how God works? And he spoke to her. And he said, marry that fella. Marry that fella. And she kept saying, Lord, no. Lord, no. Lord, no. Marry that. So I'm here to tell you, God can do the impossible. He's able to inhabit us. And by the way, you know what else the Bible says? He inhabits the praise of his people. You want God to work. I'm going to tell you something. You want God to work in the service. Don't sit there like a knot on a log. Go ahead and try to bless me, Lord. We're having a Black Friday sale. Woo, we're excited. Let's go stand in line for five hours. But we can't make it to Sunday school, Brother Randy. We can't make it down there. We sit in the church. Go ahead and bless me if you can. And then we go to a ball game and get so excited. Amen. But you know what? We ought to realize that there is joy in Jesus Christ. There's joy in the fact that he inhabits us. We ought to praise his name. We ought to lift our hands. We ought to lift our voice to Jesus Christ. He's done something only God can do. I'm going to tell you, your salvation is not dependent on me. It's not dependent on any man, woman, or boy and girl. But it's dependent on Jesus Christ. He said, I'll save you to the uttermost. That means he'll save us forever. That we're held in the hand of Jesus Christ. Nobody ever loved you or loved me like Jesus. Inhabit his praise. Just praise the Lord. He said, Brother Randy, I don't want people to think I'm crazy. They think you're crazy anyway. Go ahead and let them know. Remove all doubt. Praise the Lord and uplift his name. I tell you, I like to people to know who Jesus is and to praise his name. He said, Brother Randy, don't you know this is a Baptist church? I don't care what church it is. We ought to praise the Lord. Even Baptist people should praise the Lord. Amen. We ought to have the joy of Jesus Christ. So let's look at the scripture that goes along with that. You got me so excited, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> know you not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Well, Brother Randy, he's at the church house. We go, I, never, and I, I heard people say this and they mean well. We're going to go to the church to get our praise on. You better have your praise on before you get there. He's, he's already in your heart and life. When you get up and, and crawl there and look in the mirror and you look in that mirror and somebody terrible looks back at you in that mirror and their hair's not combed, and they look rough, look in there and say, bless me, Lord, bless me. I want you to know that he's God. Whenever you lay your head down, when you get up in the morning, he is still God. He's dwelling in you. That day you got saved, he come inside of you. You know why? Because you can't live like a Christian without Christ in there. How are we going to be a Christian? I don't know how, because a Christ is going to live there. And right now the devil's telling you, you, you could get saved, but you can't live it. You're right. You can't live it, but God can live it through you. God can take you and change you. He'll change your wants. I know a man one time used to drink, get drunk all the time, and he told somebody, he said, I'm still drinking. Somebody said, you still drinking? He said, I just changed fountains. Amen. I'm drinking of the Holy Ghost of God. I'm going to tell you, God can do that for you. He can change you. He can uplift you. He can work in your life. Listen, marriage is today. Well, Brother Randy, we've got problems in our marriage. Well, first of all, when men and women get married, there's going to be problems. Amen. But under, and by the way, when you, be, when you get married, you become one, right? The problem is men and women don't know which one to become. Amen. Me and Arlene have been trying to figure out which one we're going to become. 
But know this, that we need to become like Jesus Christ. And know this, that your marriage, you say, it just, there's no hope for that. There's hope in Jesus Christ. If a man and woman would recognize who God is, there'll be a difference in that home when God works there. I mean, don't tell me that God can't work because God is still on the throne today. God is still working. And He's living on the inside of us. So don't act like you know, doom and gloom. We get up in the morning, sometimes we drag around, but know that He's still on the throne. And know that He's alive today. And He expects us to praise Him. Now understand this. That don't mean everything's going to go your way as a Christian. There'll be problems. You'll have pains. You'll have trouble. You'll have sorrow. But He'll help you through those things. That God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I'll go with you all the way, even to the end of the world. Amen to what He said. He's real today. And He wants to get on the inside. And He'll help you. And He'll bless you. You're not, you say, well, I'm going to be a perfect. They've got to be, you know. And, but here's the thing about perfection. We need to know that God is perfect. Everything about God is perfect. And we're to live in such a way that it reflects God. And we use the excuse, well, I just can't do it. Of course you can't do it, but I can do it through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. He'll make you love people you thought was unlovable. He'll help you to do things you never thought you could do. But by the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. So look at the next scripture and what it says. For I, I like this right here. Philippians 1.19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. How many of y'all ever heard there was going to be a sale and you got done to buy something on sale? Well, we run out of it. We run out. We run out. But I'm here to tell you, you'll never run out of the Spirit of God. That He'll always supply the need. That God is always there. That God is faithful. And He is just. And God is who He says that He is. And understand, you can live to be as old as Aunt Joe, But His Spirit was still going to work in your heart. You can never get too old for God. You can never get too young for God. He's God. And I, I know a lot of people say, well, can He work in a young person's life? Absolutely. Well, we need a lot of stuff in school. We need God to work in the heart. And understand, parents, I know schools went back. You say, I wish our school would be a godly place. You better make sure, first of all, your home is a godly place. Amen. Don't send them somewhere that you ain't got it already. Amen. You know why prayer was taken out of school? Because it was taken out of the home a long time ago. We need to realize that God is real, and we need to uplift His name. Our children need to know who Jesus Christ is. I'm thankful that I used to be a mentor down there in Nahana. And I know some of you say, across the river in Nahana, amen. But I was a mentor down there. And I tell you, when I went there, they let me uh, read the scripture. I sung. I talked about Jesus. What a great opportunity that was. Because everybody needs to know about Jesus. His supply never runs out. That he's always faithful. I'm glad to know that he is the one that we look to today. And his goodness and mercy, the Bible said, shall dwell with us all the days of our life. Amen. That God is who he says it. And thirdly and lastly, very important, we need to have an indication. Brother Andy, I'm saved. I'm going to live like the world. Then you better check your salvation. Because you better know that when you, when you get saved, you belong to Jesus Christ. All this fussing and cussing and raising sin, he's made a new creature in you. And you better change your ways because the fact is you belong to him. One time there was a man that was in the, this military and he was carrying on and doing away. And he was acting in such a way that, that the head of the, the military the, the, would come to him and said, Listen, either change your ways or change your name because you don't represent who we are. Today, we will represent Jesus Christ. There needs to be an indication that God saved you, that God's done a work in you. See, goodness does not inherit the kingdom of God. Being good does not get you there. It's by the grace and faith and mercy of Jesus Christ. Your goodness, the Bible said, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Look at this scripture right here. Very important to notice. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit 
Notice the word spirit is capital. You know why that word spirit? Because it's a living person. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But Brother Andy, I'm, I'm going to ask you, you think I'm saved? I can't tell you if you're saved or not, but God knows where you stand today. You need to have a relationship with him. But Brother Andy, I can't remember the day and time. But you know what? You can remember there's been a difference in your life. You can remember that something radically and something gloriously happened in your life that Jesus saved you. And I know you still may struggle with this, but you still look to him. And by the way, one of the great indicators that you're saved is that his spirit deals with us. The Bible said he'll chasten those that he loves. Amen. You know why? You get on to your children because they belong to you. And I tell you, you belong to God. He ain't going to let you live like any way you want to. The spirit's going to bear witness. You belong to God, and you're going to act like you belong to God. One time this man went up to D.L. Moody. He was drunk, about to fall down. He looked at D.L. Moody. He said, hey, Brother, Mo Brother Moody, I'm one of your converts. He said, you might be one of mine, but do you know Jesus Christ? I'm going to tell you that we need to know that Jesus is who we need to live for. We need to realize we have a, a perfect Savior and a perfect salvation found in Jesus Christ. And we need to realize that we need to live for him. We need to live our life for Jesus Christ. But then there's another scripture that we need to bear witness of. No man can come to the Father except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Here's what you must understand about getting saved. You know why you got saved? Because the Spirit dealt with you. The Spirit said that you're lost. That preacher up there didn't say it. The Spirit said it through him that you're lost and you need to be saved. And he will deal with us and he'll always point us to Jesus Christ. Well, I'm lost. What do I need to do? Go join the church. That ain't the Spirit speaking to you. That's the devil speaking to you. Well, I'm lost. What do I need to do? I need to live a better life. No, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. You need to know that the Spirit of God will point you to the cross of Calvary, to the empty tomb, that Jesus is alive and well. Amen. And know that he's alive and well. God wants to work in your heart. God wants to work in your life. He's God. He's real today. Now, I'm going to do a little bit of illustration at the end. I'm going to do a little something here. I don't know who I'm going to use. Give me one of these chairs. Come here, Jesse. You come help me. Give me that chair and I want you to sit down. We're going to have a little crash course. That's why I wanted you to do it. It was more aggravating than... All right, don't you put the chair this way. This is Jesse. All right, Jesse, you are sitting in the car right there. Everybody get out of the way. Amen. No, he's sitting in the car. All right, now, when you sit in the car, what's the first thing you got to do? Why do you put on a seatbelt? Safe. You sure? Well, also, is it the law? Yeah. Oh, you got to do it. That's law said. But you got to make sure you're safe. I'm glad to know we can buckle on Jesus Christ in our ride of life. All right, you buckled up, Jesse. Now what you going to do? I thought you were going to turn the radio on. No, my radio don't work. Oh, your radio don't work, so. <laughs> so and very important, where's your key at? You got the key to your car? Not with me. How you got here? How'd you get here? In the car. Well, why'd you leave it in the car? We're going to go get it now. If somebody steals it, they ain't going to get far. Okay. <laughs> he ain't got his key, but he's, you have a key, right? Yes, sir. All right, you got to have a key to get to the car, right? I don't care how fancy a car is. I don't care what kind of car is it, by the way. Honda. Honda. Okay. I don't care how kind of, what kind of car it is. You got to have a key, right? That key means ownership. It means authority. For us to ever get going in a trip for Jesus, we've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The key to heaven is Jesus Christ. So I right, put your key and crank it. Or maybe his car gun. What is that called? You got to prime it. That's for some of us old Christians. He's priming it. All right. All right. It finally gets good cranked, right? What's it sound like? 
That sounds like. Well, give me a sound. How's it sound now? <laughs> I don't, this is a G-rated audience. That's going to turn it into something terrible now. So it gets going, and, and you, what you got to do then? Put it in gear. See, Christian, after you got saved, you better put your life in gear. Some of you got in the neutral, pat the gas. Brother Randy, I'm serving God. Where are you going? I ain't going nowhere, but I'm serving God. Get it out of park. And what you got to put it in? From what? Drive. drive. You got to put it in drive. All right. What else does it have besides drive in your car? Reverse, Reverse means you go where? Back. Now, we need to live in the past, but if we've harmed somebody, we need to get it right with God. Just like Nicodemus did. All right, you got it parked. He's driving down the road. Here he comes. And if you don't like his driving, get off the sidewalk. Amen. All right, here he is. He's coming down the road. And by the way, it's, it's, it's going to start to rain. What do you have? Windshield wipers. Windshield wipers. What's what they're for? Wiping the windshield. Wiping the windshield. <laughs> in life, you may have storms in life, but God's going to help you in those storms. God's going to help you. He's going to help you. And, and sometimes the windows fog up, don't it? And then you got to put on what? Defrost. Defrost, and it clears the way, don't it? That's what God's able to do. I don't care how foggy your window is, He's able to help you. All right, and we forgot something. You want to turn the radio on? But your radio don't work. Okay, he's got a radio. I say his radio does work. I had to pick somebody that didn't have a radio. Amen. But, but it, let's just say that his radio is working. He's good. And, he, and you listen. You, you drive down singing? Yeah. Do you sing in church? You sing in the car? Yes, sing in the shower? Sometimes. <laughs> you sing everywhere you go. But why do you turn on music, by the way? And some of you may turn on music to listen to the news. But most of you want to jam out going down the road. You, it's not, you know why? Because you, you want to hear something to kind of help you, right? right. Something to kind of help relax. you. Something relax. And you know what? We need the praise of Jesus Christ. Yes. We need Amen. to praise him. And I'm going to tell you something. Be careful what you listen to. It makes, you better make sure it praises the Lord. Say, Brother Randy, I wouldn't never cuss. I wouldn't never do those. But don't listen to stuff that says all of those things. You better make sure that you listen to something that's going to praise the Lord. He's going down the road now. And by the way, what is it that's turning? The wheels. The wheels. You got to have wheels? Oh, yeah. How many you got on your car? Four. Four. On a good day. You have an extra one? In the, uh, I don't know. You better need it. You better look over look when we get back out there. I got a spare. But, but anyway, so you got a spare in the back, right? In case he needs it. Aren't you glad to know that we're not a spare tire to Jesus, but he loves us and that he cares for us. So he's gone down the road. All, right. All of a sudden, by the way, what would happen? What's one of the most important parts of the car that we ain't talked about in front? The motor. motor. You've got to make sure the motor works, right? Did you, the motor work good? But then he's going along. Are ready? All right, let's, let's say you're going along. Right, give me that noise. All right, the radio sound, the radio sound. Well, I hope it's good stuff. Give me some good stuff. He's going to, all of a sudden, that little thing that goes there, just to go to F, it's going to E. E. And then what's going to happen? You got tires? You got a key? You got a motor? What did it stop? Out of gas. A lot of Christians are out of gas. They have the Spirit of God, but they're not relying on the Spirit of God. Today, one of the most important things about $1,000 worth vehicle is you better put gas in it. You better make it keep that gas in it. And by the way, gas gets us to where we need to go. 
The Spirit of God needs to work in our life. I don't care how fancy car you got. I don't care what you got. You better trust and rely on Jesus Christ. All right, we put gas in it, and now you're driving, right? We got you some gas. Where are you going to go to now? No, we ain't going home. We, we, where, where do we need to go? Church. Ah, good. That's what I want you to say, church. All right, you be seated. But anyway, anyway, the vehicle story tells you that we got to have a motor. Of course, you got to have a key. A key. You got to have tires, but you need gas. Christian, master question. Are you letting the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God work in you? Brother Randy, I just don't feel like I used to. You know what? Don't go by your feelings. Go by what the Bible said. That the truth is God is still who he is today. That God is just as powerful as he's ever been. And you may get old and I may get old, but God never gets old. That he's ancient of all days. And he's going to bless and work in our lives. So right now, we will come to a very important time. The invitation. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If you don't, would you come today? Brother Andy, I just don't know what's all involved. It's involved that you say, I'm lost and I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm a sinner, but I believe in who Jesus Christ is. I believe that he was born of a virgin, that he would never sin, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, and he's alive forevermore. And I believe that I need Jesus in my life. Uh, You know, the fact is he'll take you and turn you into somebody that you can never imagine who you're going to be. You know, one of the most vilest people in the Scripture was a man by the name of Saul that he persecuted the church. Then one day he was going down the road to Damascus. God literally blinded him. And one of the comments that he made that you go back and look in Acts chapter 9, I believe it is, he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? What you want me to do? I'm going to tell you, first of all, what God wants you to do is get saved. Give your heart and life to Jesus. And if you are saved, he wants you to be a part of a Bible-believing church. The church don't save you, but a Christian needs to be found in the house of God. If you are going to play on a football team, you better have teammates. We played ball there night. We had more than one player out there, right? We had a team. This is a team of serving Jesus Christ. I know that we have different likes and dislikes, but what makes Waynesville Missionary Baptist Church so great is the God that we serve. And as long as we let him be Lord of all and King of all, he'll bless this church. That means you're just to be workers for the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, we're going to get the invitation. Where you stand? Who's living on the inside of you? you? Who you feel with? Let's stand together. Are you filled with the Spirit of God? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? You know, when you, you know when you get saved, when the Spirit comes, when you accept Christ as your Savior, and He comes and dwells. Father, we thank you today for your love, your grace, and mercy. Thank you today for the fact of who you are today. And Father, everything that we sing about, everything that we talk about, our tithes and offerings, everything that's done at Waynesville Missionary Baptist Church is to be in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, God, you'll be glorified, you'll be magnified, that you'll be uplifted. And I pray right now, that one that don't know you would come to know you. That one that needs to come and pray and ask you to do a work in their life would come to the altars of God. Maybe somebody's here that needs a church home. God, I pray that they would see the need to have a pastor and a people that will love them and pray with them and rejoice with them and even have sorrow with them in the times of need. But God, bless this invitation. It don't belong to us. It belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen. In our invitation, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Oh, so are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. 
Birthdays and anniversaries. Birthdays. We have Tina Williams, Steve Smith, and Clay Bagley. Anybody? Are there any other birthdays here that I do not know about? I understand there was a young lady that had a birthday that we did not sing to her. And so I would like to sing for her birthday, this young lady. Who? Yours is tomorrow? Oh, we do you next week. But, but the young lady that but we'll we neglected today. to sing, I think she tried to hide it from us, is Sister Joan. Did we sing for you, Sister Joan? No, come up here, Sister. I'm going to see the wife. Well, all you birthday people got to come up forward. Yeah. Remember now, if I find out you had a birthday, we're going to sing. One of the great things in your life was us singing for you. Amen. You will never forget it. Steve, who else? You have a birthday? No, I thought you'd run out here to join this crowd. <laughs> anybody else have a birthday? Vist or anybody else? Your name might have been called, but God knows when you was born, amen. So if you need to come. All right, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Thank you. If you like to be on the birthdays, please let me know because um, I don't have everybody. So I, these are just people who've let me know. So. I thought she started to say, if you'd like to have a birthday, let her know. Birthdays or anniversaries, please let me know. Anybody had an anniversary? This past week we had Steve and Melissa Smith. <laughs> And Andy and Ginger Jones. Oh. Come See, forward. Ma Melissa Smart, she didn't even come. She wanted him to take <laughs> and, and that's good. She means it because she, she tried, and y'all pray for her. Okay. Yeah. We she need to give Steve a medal. I know she's listening. She's listening. She, she's yeah. listening. And by the way, me and Arlene's going to have an anniversary Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Start to an anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Sister Melissa told me y'all was married 
23 years. She's told me two. Did she? Too long. Uh, <laughs> How long y'all been married? 36. 36 wow. years. Wow. Who deserves a medal? I get to pick one. <laughs> All right, happy anniversary. Anybody else? All right. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary, God bless you. Happy anniversary to you. Hey, give a hand. All right, anything else? Anything else? Uh, for the shoe boxes again, um, I don't. I updated the list over second. there. But the updated list is on Facebook for those who do have um, Facebook. Please get on there and see the updated list that I did last night. Um, I'm just going to go over quickly of the items that we still need. And these are for two to four-year-old boys. I have been getting some girl things. Please do not buy any girl items. These are for little boys, two to four-year-olds only. So um, I need T-shirts, lots of T-shirts, socks, flip-flops, um, hats, beanies, Sunglasses, I still need about 164 pencils, some crayons, markers, color pencils, coloring books, lots of coloring books still. Um, match games, little card games, you know, little kind of games that you can play with the watercolor books um, with the paints. Small stuffed animals, I have none of those so far. Small balls, and I'm talking about small little balls, because if you get the medium-sized balls,